0: Thankful for them. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me. Amen. Praise God. Still going off. Yeah. I've preached in rougher conditions. We'll be all right. Amen. It may be a white Jeep. Amen. It may be. Second Peter chapter 3. Amen. And let's go with verse 9, 2 Peter chapter 3, and we're going to read one verse of scripture, verse 9. The Bible says it like this, if you'll stand for the reading of the word tonight. I'm only reading one verse, so hallelujah. The Lord, He's not slack concerning His promise. As some men count slackness. But the Lord is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. Somebody say, that's me. He's not willing that any should perish. But that all, does all mean all? But that all should come to repentance. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You can be seated tonight. I want to talk to us tonight simply on this thought. And uh, I feel like it's the will of the Lord. On this thought, let's reach each one. Let's reach each one. I'm going to take you to the book of Luke chapter 15 and I want to go through the whole chapter with us tonight. And maybe there will be something that as if it as it did for me that will stick with your spirit on what the Lord is dealing with in this chapter Luke 15 very popular book of the Bible Luke 15 and 1. I want to show tonight through through these through the word through this whole chapter I want to show That throughout this chapter, that there is actually, if you really dig into this, you will see that there is actually three, there's probably more, but there are three different types of people throughout this whole chapter. It starts in Luke 15 and 1. It says, then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to, I'm reading in the New King James Version. They drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them. See, the Lord always has an answer even to to even our thoughts. We don't even have to verbally say anything. God knows our, our own thoughts and intentions of our heart. And he said, What man of you have a hundred sheep? If he loses, one of them does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. He asked a question. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors saying to them, Rejoice with me for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. And I ask the Lord, Lord, what, what does this represent? And he, he is saying tonight that there are people, there are ones, there are just a group of people that are just outright lost. Lost. Have no sense of direction. A lot of them are men. Because we don't like to ask for direction. They are lost. They're lost. I wish we could hear the sigh of the lost tonight. Have you ever been lost? I got lost in the woods one time I think I told this story here maybe not I can't remember but I was young it was before the map days it was before it was actually Bishop it was the days that you had to have an atlas to see where you was going yeah but I wasn't driving anywhere I was in the bottoms down by the Mississippi River in New Madrid there's a place down there called Donelson Point I don't know it's 25, 35, 40,000 acres of all woods. And the way you know direction back then you didn't, I didn't have a Garmin was is if you heard a boat you know you was going toward the river. And if you heard vehicles you knew you were going toward town. And that was it. And back then I didn't have those electronic devices that make uh, your dogs do things you tell them to do instantly. I didn't have that button to push. And so one of the youngsters decided that he wanted to run something bigger with four legs than a rabbit. He was wanting to run a deer, so he decided to take off. And they normally like to run about five, six, seven miles before they make their circle back. So here we are in a dead run through the middle of the woods in the evening with no tracking devices. And I run for about 15, 20 minutes, and then I realize I have no clue where I'm at. I don't know where I went in. I don't know where I'm going, and I know that it's dark, and it's getting darker, and I've been out here, and I've heard the cougars scream, right, and I don't have any way to get back to the car, and I would hear something, I thought it was a car, and I'd run as hard as I could, Bishop. Back then, I was about 45, 50, 60, maybe 70 pounds lighter, and I could run. I passed two or three deer as I was going through the woods. And I was trying my best and I'd get, I get—I thought I was headed in the right direction but I would get to the edge and lo and behold, the river. And then I'd just run in the other direction. And I thought, oh God, I hear a car, I hear a car. I have my rifle, my 22, i I'm shooting in the air. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, help! Until you've been lost, you don't understand that there is no ounce of pride. There's no dignity. You're not concerned about what people think. And that's what people are dealing with today. There are people wandering around lost. They have no
1: direction. Amen. They have no sense of direction. They have no hope. And they're looking for something and somebody to get them to a place of hope. They're looking for a people that will get them to the master. They're wanting to go home. I said they're wanting to go home and they don't really know where home is. And the Bible declares to us, Jesus said I'm going to hang around some people that don't look like you, act like you, talk like you, smell like you, but I'm going to go to them because they're lost and I've got to reach them because it's not my will that any of them should perish but all people to come to repentance.
0: We need to reach each one. I, uh, I'm going to share this because Jay's sitting here. Don't tell him. friday night we uh we i talked him into going to a funeral with me a friend of mine he's forty one years old passed away and bishop i knew the uh i knew the demographics we were walking into <laughs> at the door of the funeral home they were passing the drink around. Getting high. That's where I grew up. They had their biker jackets on. They had their whiskey. Their, they had everything going on. And Jay's here, he's, he's never been around a lot of that. But I did everything I could to get off work to get there. Because it's easy to forget where God brought some of us from. And I walked through there and. My son's eyes were that big around when a couple of these guys come up to me and hug and are weeping. Man, I'm so glad you're here. And the boy's mom that I hadn't seen in 25 years, do you remember me? I said, yes, Ms. Sheila, I remember you. I'm so glad you're here. And talking and being with them. and It smelled bad. At one point, I was a little nervous. It was rough. It was not the atmosphere. It kind of reminds me of Luke 15, 1, where the Lord is around sinners and, and, and those that, that are not what everybody think they ought to be. And we were in that place, Bishop, and we spent about 15, 20 minutes there. And we left, and, 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 and we went on our way. And I, you know, I thought, well, Jay's probably seen some stuff today that he thought he'd never see before. He was completely silent. He didn't speak to me as we left there. And Tuesday morning, I want to share this with you. About 7.30 Tuesday morning, I get a text from him. Y'all don't tell him this, because this is big for him to text something more than yes or no. He said, thanks for making me go to that funeral. It really opened my eyes. Dad, you would probably be in prison or dead if you didn't want to change and live for God. And there's also no telling where I would be either. I don't usually things like this, but it had an impact on me. And it made me think of this message. for I wanted to go a different direction. But it began to... Something began to stick in my spirit... And say, you know, that was you. You were one of them. Until somebody got out of their comfort zone. Somebody that you really didn't have a relationship or even talk to, that probably thought you was a little on the off of your rocker, a little bit, a little crazy.
1: But even in their discomfort, they were willing to leave the 99 the comfort uh, of their padded pew the comfort of their worship on Wednesday night the comfort of going through their traditions and and going through the motions uh, and going out to eat uh, and saying oh that was a great word uh, and everything is good and they felt like it was compelling enough that me and you were worthy enough to get out of that zone uh, and say you know I want to reach that one I know everybody else doesn't care about him I know that everybody else has given up on her uh, but I I got to reach that one. And that's what the Lord is telling the church today. No, no, we got to get this in our spirit. This revival this weekend can change the whole atmosphere of this community if we get something inside of us that says, I must reach one. I got to reach one of them.
0: Just one of them. Just one. He said, I want to rejoice. It may be that when we get them and we find them, it maybe we have to throw them over our shoulder. They may not be able to walk, Bishop. This world has a way of laming people. People get hurt. People are going through some things. And the Lord says, I'm looking for you.
1: I'm leaving everything else, everybody else, and I'm, I've got to reach one of them. And I'll have to carry them when I find them. But you know what? My goal is, he said, my goal is, is that I've got to bring them
0: home. I've got to get them here. There's safety in the house of God. The very direction and the very thing that people are longing and, <laughs> and desiring is found in the house of God. They're not coming here you this preacher. They're not just going to show up here. They're not. I didn't just one day wake up. Bishop, you just didn't one day wake up and say, well, I'm going to the apostolic church today. No. There was somebody that says, have you
1: ever been baptized in the name of Jesus? Somebody had some boldness and said, can I teach you a Bible study? Hey, let me pray for you right now. Have you ever received the gift of the Holy Ghost? That's that's somebody that says, you know, I've got to reach this one.
0: I've got to share this gospel with one person. I've got to reach them. I've got to reach them. I've got to reach them. Why? Because they belong here. One of the guys that was there, I'll say it. I hadn't I, I seen him in 20 years. Guess where he lives? Here. Popper Bluff. Pharaoh jacket on. Find out he's the president. He was the first one. Hey, brother. It's easy when we talk about others, right? Brother Mark, don't say that. That's that's who God's looking for. He was hanging around the sinners, the worst of the worst, the worst of the worst. You know what? Some of us would be just like them. Would go to the places they've been. We've been there before. But the only reason that we're not being penalized is, the only difference is, is we didn't get caught. Because God was it the devil was wanting to take us out. He was wanting to take Bishop out. There was times that the enemy was, had him in, the, in his sights and was
1: going to take his life. But God said, oh no. No, I'm reaching for him. I got a plan for him. And guess what? There is somebody in this community that God has a calling and a gifting on. And God's waiting for the church, the body of Christ. Uh, those that have been born again in the name of Jesus Christ uh, to begin to, to leave the 99.
0: Start looking for the lost. Nobody. This, the, this, this saying makes me madder than anything. Nobody wants God. Nobody wants to come to the church. That's a lie from the pits of hell. I have myself, and some of you have too, in the middle of the night, laid at your bed. Maybe in a drunken stupor or high out of your mind, or maybe you're just a good person before you came to the Lord but you
1: laid there and said God please help me send me somebody that can show me the truth
0: I've been there I don't know what to do I'm lost I think as Brother Parky said there's no worse feeling than being lost but there is actually one worse feeling being lost. And knowing ain't nobody looking for you. I thank God somebody was looking for you. I thank God somebody was looking for you. And thank God there's somebody looking for you. Somebody's looking for you tonight. Who are we reaching for? Who are we reaching for? It's the Lord's will for us to reach each one. The second part of this chapter. The first part talks about the lost. And the Lord going out. And He's out in the wilderness and He's looking for the lost. And then it goes on to the second parable in verse 8. And it says, Or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. She's not out in the world. She's lost it. In the house. There are people here tonight. There
1: are people that come to the house of God every time that the doors are open. And they don't know God through the power of His Spirit. And they're looking for God. And the Lord is saying, oh, there are the lost. But there's some that are in the house that need somebody to light up their lamp. Somebody needs to sweep the house and light the lamp. So they can find their way to a place of repentance. We need to reach them. There are people here tonight that are broken, that are hurting, and they're sitting here and they're longing for God to do something for them. I wish somebody would light your lamp right now and take out your spiritual broom and begin to get all the junk out of the way and say, He's here. God's here. It's here.
0: <laughs> Brother Sheldon said last night. One of the things that's gonna be so bad about hell is that while you're down there, you're gonna to have to replay every message you ever heard over and over again about God's love for you and his mercy and his grace. But I say tonight, I can't come in here with my lamp turned off and my broom in my truck. And distracted in the cares of the world. I need to come here tonight. With the spirit of worship. With a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude that I, I don't even belong here, but thank God I'm here tonight. I don't fit in here, but it's not about me. I, I gotta light my lamp tonight. I gotta worship, I gotta praise, I gotta clap my hand. Well, you know why? Because
1: there's somebody here tonight. Just like in this parable, they're in the house, but they're lost. There's somebody, somebody, please. listen. If it's me, turn your lamp on. I, I wanna be able to see my way to the altar. If it's me, get your broom out, sweep the mess out. Get out all the junk out of the way so I can make it to the altar.
0: Because God's looking for people in this last hour. You know how he's doing it? Through us. We need to reach each one. We need to reach the lost. (laughs) that's in the world, lost. And we need to reach our brothers and our sisters that are still here still here, Bishop. I pastored for eight years. I got a little bit of corn in what I'm talking about. I watched people come to the house of God. Every time the doors open, fighting. It took everything that they had to get there. They fought their spouse, they fought their children, they fought their job, they fought their self, and they made it to the house of God and they didn't come there they came with an expectation i need god and i got to meet god here they didn't come they didn't want to show up to some dried beat up no power and authority they came because they knew hey when i get there Brother Joe's going to be lifting his hands and singing. When I get there, Brother Deaton's going to be over there saying amen. When I get there, Bishop
1: Williams is going to be up there jumping. And can I tell you, it's time for us to start reaching for each one. And if you're here tonight, I'm here to tell you, the light's on. The floor's been swept. There's a place for you here. There's a God's reaching for you. He's reaching for you. He desires you to, to know him.
0: Burke, why are you why are you doing? Why are you saying this? It could just be tonight that for years you've worked on someone, and they showed up tonight. That one service, that one service where I thought, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. I, I don't like this either. Rebuke me, Bishop. If I'm wrong, but I hate this. I'm just gonna go and get fed. I hope you starve. What about I'm going to go and I'm going to be a light. I'm going to be a help. I'm going to be a conduit. I'm going to reach. When God says go pray for that person I'm going to just get up and I'm going to walk over there in the Holy Ghost and I'm going to pray for them when the Spirit of the Lord is moving, I'm going to be moving. And even if I don't feel anything,
1: I'm going to go ahead and just shout a little bit because I know that God is trying to reach one. I know God's trying to reach somebody. I know God's trying to turn this city upside down for him. And I know that he's only going to do it through me and you.
0: So we're reaching for the lost. Who are you bringing Friday night? you bringing Friday night? Who are you bringing Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night? Oh, even if it's just one, is it worth it? What if it's that spouse? I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. What if it's that neighbor? What if it's that family member? Can I tell you, it's not until you turn the light on and sweep the house. The scripture says that she did that, and she found it. You know what she did? You know what she did? She rejoiced. She rejoiced. She made a big to-do about it. Here's what the scripture says. And she has found it. And she, you know you know how she found it? She searched carefully until she found it. She didn't quit. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. I said, don't give up. uh, Brother Burke, you don't know. You don't know what they said just today. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. She searched until she found them. And when she found it, here's what she said. (laughs) Oh, God. She said, friends, neighbors. I need you to come, and I need you to rejoice with me, for I have found the one that I had lost. This is a sombering thought, isn't it, that it's my responsibility to reach them. How do you know about God? Somebody reach for you, Brother Joe. Somebody pray for you. Did somebody witness to you? Somebody testify to you? Did somebody make a way for you? Did somebody say, hey, the Lord wants to heal you? Why don't you come and be with us? I'll come get you. I'm turning the light on for you, I'm sweeping all the junk out of the way. And let me get you to the house of God. Let me get you into his presence. People don't just haphazardly get into the presence of God. They are ushered into the presence of God. And when they get here, you know what they're expecting? God. You know what they're expecting me? You know what God's expecting me to do? Reach one. Just one. Just one. They may be the lost. They may be someone that's here. You know, one of the most lonely places to be in life is on a church pew and not have any purpose and don't know purpose and don't know Him. I want to get people to Him, don't you? I want to turn the light on. I want to sweep all the clutter out. That's why the devil tries to reap havoc in churches. I ain't going to church with a bunch of hypocrites. I won't ever. I can't ever commit. The enemy always tries to sow discord and cause junk and trash to be in the way. So people that are right on the edge of making a decision, they will look at people and the junk in our own lives that we need to get rid of. And that will be, be the reason why they walk away from God and not to God. That's why she is sweeping. i got to get everything else out of the way. So I can find that one. And I can't do it in the dark, Bishop. i got to have the light of the Holy Ghost in my life. Boy, I wish I could get some help here tonight. That I could just reach one person. They may be the the, the lowest of lows, the, the, the worst sinner we've ever met. Or they may just be somebody sitting right beside you right now. That's right on the edge. In the house. I never thought of it. The coin was in the house. It was in the house. And if that wasn't enough. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger said unto him, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his his livelihood, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. It was a disgrace back then for a child to walk up to their father and ask for their inheritance. Basically, what they were saying was, I want everything that you're supposed to give me, and after that, you're not my father anymore. Well let them be That's not what the word says The Lord said I'm looking for the lost I'm looking for those that are in the house That don't know me yet And I'm even willing for those that have known me Disgracefully walked away from me And took every blessing and promise that I've ever given them And took it to the pig pen I'm still still full of enough mercy and grace That I'm willing to even reach for that one That one that has cursed me, that one that has took all of my blessings and promises and put me to shame. You know there's nothing worse for a backslider than the spirit of shame. You know most people that leave walk away from God, the church. And their relationship with God. The reason why they don't come back. Bishop is because they're too ashamed. To, to come in here. And it's not because they don't believe God will forgive them. And God will have mercy on them. It's because they're so ashamed of themselves. Did you know that? Sunday afternoon. I was sitting in Charleston prison. I hadn't seen my brother. In almost three or four years. And I sat there. And he comes and he sits over here to the right to me. And I watch him and he's just shaking. And I said, brother, you okay? And he said, I just, I'm just so, I'm just so glad to see you. You know, he's like, my emotions are all over the place. And Bishop, we got to talking. And I said, man, I love you, Bob, And I love you very much. And there's nothing between me and you. I love you. You're my brother. And he looked at me in front of all those other prisoners. And he's tough. My brother's tough. He's a, lot t- he's a lot tougher in the natural than I am. And I watched as the tears welled up in his eyes, and I heard him say, I can't forgive myself. I'm ashamed of the choices I made. I said, I know that's tough. I forgive you. God forgives you, and he's reaching for you. He's not done with you yet. Oh, I just felt my help right now. I just felt the angels of the Lord show up right here. I just felt, I haven't felt any help. I just felt them here. Because there's somebody here God sends Me and Bishop talked about it today God sends the ministering spirit of the angels He doesn't send them for us Just to acknowledge that they're here He sends them because God sends them to minister Will you allow the help that God just sent in here To minister to you Because there's somebody here today That is really struggling with shame And you need to allow God Right? I'm going to stop talking for a minute And why don't you just lift your hands right now If that's you I'm going to lift mine Because I deal with it myself And why don't you let God heal you of that right now Come on. There's several of us here, I know. Come on. Come on, church, turn the light on right now. Come on. Come on, God's reaching for one right now. Lord, forgive me, I'm sorry. Help me tonight. Help me, God. Come on. Come on, you don't need to leave here. You don't need to leave here with that shame tonight. You do not need to leave here. You need to leave here healed. In your emotions and in your spirit. Come on, let's break tradition for a minute. Come on. Come on, the Lord has sent our help here tonight. The Lord has sent our help here tonight. He's here to help. He's here to help you. He's reaching for the one. We need to reach for the one right now. Come on, it's scripture, it's in the Word. Hallelujah! The angels are here, ministering spirit sent forth to minister for those who inherit
1: salvation. Come on, Hebrews one and fifteen. Come on, let's press into that. God wants to heal you of that. It don't have to be all night.
0: God can do it instantly. never seen (laughs) I "I love you and I forgive you God's reaching for you and I watch as his hands quit shaking because shame has a really close friend the spirit of fear When you deal with shame, fear also likes to show up with it. Anxiety. And the son said, you know what? I'm here in the hall pen, But if I, ain't that what shame tells you? Just get up out of the hall pen, Just get up out of the situation. And you get back to church. You find yourself back to the church. And when you get there, don't try to be like, (laughs) Like you're something or a child of God Just go and just be a servant The enemy doesn't care if you come back He just doesn't want you to inherit the authority and the power That comes along with coming back to the Father's house Right? Right? He wants you to come back. He's cool with you coming back with shame and fear. But he doesn't want you to get back into a covenant relationship with God and actually believe that God's actually put a robe on you and put a ring on your finger and say that you have power and authority and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth is loose in
1: heaven and that you've got power in the way that you pray, the way that you conduct yourself and that you're a child of God. The enemy could care less that you're here but he is concerned about somebody that has been reached for by God in the church of God and they walk in and they say you know what I used to be that I used to do this but you know what I'm a child of God somebody reached for me
0: and then we say just go calm down go back there's enough food for you. There. Isn't that how that works? I just said it a while ago. That's how we think. I want to get there and I want to eat.
1: God says, I'm not here just to feed you. You're not here just to be fed. You're here to be anointed. You're here to be called. You're here to be a soul winner. Oh, I wish I had. I'm not here for you to get full. I'm here for you to overflow. I'm here for you to make an impact. I'm here for you to reach somebody else. That's why he had to put the robe on him. That's why he had to give him the ring of authority because everybody that he would come in contact would remember him uh, without that garment on. How he failed, uh, how he was a failure. But God said, "I'm not going to leave you like that. I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you power. And when you say something, it's going m- oh to—it's going to meet. When you pray, it means something. When you worship, it means something. When you give, it." means Calm down, it's Wednesday night. No, I thank God, somebody reached for me.
0: I'm glad somebody reached for me. One of my favorite parts of the Word of God, and I'm, I'm, I'm done. Somebody come beat on the keyboard. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listen to this. When he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to despair and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. This is my favorite part. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. He loved me in spite of me. While you may feel way way out in left field somewhere, God sees you. He's looking for you. He's reaching. There's three types of people in this scripture that God's reaching for. The lost. The ninety nine. He leaves them to find the one. Those that are actually in the house. He's waiting for somebody to turn the light on. And grab the broom. And search for that one in the house. Like that lady was doing. To find that one. That one. That one coin. That one person. Think about it. That's us. And then there's that other, Brother Lewis. I dare to say that, I dare to say that if every person that's ever been here and has been filled with the Holy Ghost in this church was to all come home tonight, we'd have to build three more buildings like this just to fit them. Don't you think? Don't you think there's that many people ready to come home but I've learned I'm young I don't feel it right now but I've learned they're not just coming somebody's got to reach them somebody's got to reach them every time we reach have you noticed every time that we reach God honors Every time we go out on a Monday, God honors. God's not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, it's not just talking about money. That shall he also reap. But he also, the word of the Lord also says this. If you want to sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. But I love this promise. If you want to sow in abundance, If you want to reach in abundance. Pastor, I believe there's a great harvest that's going to happen in the month of October. And it's going to start Friday night. I believe that. But I don't believe it's just going to happen. I believe somebody's going to grab a hold of something. Hopefully even tonight. And says, you know what? I'm going to reach somebody this week. Won't you stand? He said he had compassion. He r- and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. That don't sound like a God that was going to kill him. Or mad at him. They said the father ran and hugged him. He kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, I like how the Lord just, he didn't even hear it. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. You know who didn't wear sandals in those days? You know who walked around without any shoes? Slaves. That's a whole nother message. Slaves didn't have shoes. Why? Why are we doing this? He said, "Bring that fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry for this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost. He's found. Won't you lift your hands right now and if you're ready to to reach each one, maybe if somebody comes into your spirit that fits in one of these categories tonight." Why not you respond, step out of the pew, come to the front, lift your hand, whatever you feel to do with the Holy Ghost. But will not we ask the Lord to examine us tonight, search us. Maybe we can move some distractions out of our lives, our spirit tonight, that from tonight till Friday night, that the Lord begins to just impart to us or just deposit into our spirit people. Come on, intercede, somebody right now. This God begins to just, deposit into your spirit people their their faces into your spirit and then not just pray for them I love that we pray for them but what would happen if we just begin to reach one of them come on this is between you and God this is come on church turn the light on tonight Come on, sweep out the clutter. Lead the 99, go find the one. Love and have compassion on those that have walked away. Come on, let's, let's reach one tonight.